Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Brandon Bolden over his shoulder. Got two feet down inside the pylon. And for the first time in 2022, the Raiders in the end zone. Carr claps his hands. Now gets the ball. Back to pass again. Fires towards the end zone. Adams reaches. Grubs! Diving grab for his first Raiders touchdown just inside the pylon. What a throw and catch. The Fresno connection works for the Raiders. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Here we go, Raider Nation. Buckle up. Man, we're going to go fast and furious on today's show. It is a Friday. It's officially week two of the NFL season. Of course, he got underway last night with the Chiefs topping the Chargers. So the Chiefs moved to 2-0 on the season. The Chargers are 1-1. But more importantly, in my opinion, the Chargers and the Chiefs both have only one win in the AFC West. And, of course, the Broncos and the Raiders do not have any. But I think that was the best outcome for everybody is having everyone as far as the Chargers and the Chiefs only have one AFC West win to under their belt instead of having the Chargers with two AFC West uh, wins under their belt. So here we are, man. We're in the week two of the NFL season. Of course, the Raiders are going to kick things off at Allegiant Stadium, the home opener uh, this weekend. Very excited about that. And we got a lot to get to on today's show. Had an opportunity to talk to head coach Josh McDaniels earlier this morning and uh, just got some good stuff from him. So you'll hear from him throughout the course of the show. We got some really good guests that we have lined up uh, that we're going to be getting to. As a matter of fact, we got one guest coming up in a matter of seconds. As a matter of fact, Damon Cotton, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, as soon as we get Raider safety Deron Harmon on the phone lines. Let me know. We'll jump into the opening drive and get right to him. So excited about that. Deron Harmon's going to lead us off today. Uh, I didn't get an opportunity to go into the Raiders locker room because they had it at, starting at 1.30. And, of course, well, we got to do a radio show at 2. So that wasn't going to work. But Vinny Bonsignor is sending over some interviews to us right now or some uh, media sessions in the locker room. I believe he sent over Deron Harmon. I believe he sent Josh Jacobs over. So we'll be doing that uh, throughout the course of the show as well. But, We'll have Raider safety Deron Harmon, uh, who I believe is going to have a big game on uh, Sunday and be in line for a big game on Sunday, especially if Trayvon Merrick is not able to go dealing with that hip injury and he was not at practice earlier today. We'll get that injury report a little bit later on uh, throughout the course of the show, probably a little bit later on this afternoon. We'll get the injury report and we'll see what it looks like. But I don't expect to see Trayvon Merrick on Sunday. I don't expect to see Andre James on Sunday. Probably don't expect to see Denzel Perryman on Sunday either. So, um, you know, that's just kind of my gut feeling based off what we saw at practice and who we didn't see at practice today. But we'll get official word on that a little bit later on. Brandon Bolden had a touchdown last week against the Chargers. He might be a guy that's out on Sunday as well. Uh, I think the running back room is going to be okay because they, they go seven deep right now. But, um, yeah, that's, that's uh, something that we'll talk about in great detail when we get the injury report and kind of look at it and see what it looks like for Friday. And then we'll get the official uh, release on who's active, who's inactive come Sunday about 90 minutes before kickoff. So uh, Jerron Harmon should be joining us in a matter of seconds. At 2.30, we'll have Darren Urban from ArizonaCardinals.com. He'll join us to talk all things Cardinals. You know, give us his final thoughts on the week and their injury report as well, what they have going on because they have a laundry list of guys on the injury report. So who does he expect to be playing? What does he expect the, the Cardinals to look like on Sunday as we've heard nothing but doom and gloom? But we know it's the NFL, and it's not always doom and gloom. It's one week to another week. So uh, that's how it goes. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And the best way to kick off the opening drive is with Raider safety, Jerron Harmon, joining us on the phone lines. And Jerron, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. First of all, man, you guys are opening up Allegiant Stadium for the first time officially in 2022 mm-hmm. on Sunday. How pumped up is the team just to be there and be amongst Raider Nation? Uh, we're super pumped up, man. Anytime we get to go out in front of Raider Nation um, and play and show them how hard we've been working, um, it's, a, it's a, just a great opportunity. And um, like I said earlier, uh, I mean, I've seen the crowd, what it was like in the preseason. So, like, I'm super, super pumped up to see what they're like in the regular season. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I know a lot of Raider Nation's coming to town right now. The airport's packed. The roads are packed. So it's going to be a packed house come Sunday. Now, Jerron, you guys are coming off a loss, obviously, to the Chargers. But mm-hmm. in the second half of that game against the Chargers, it looked like the, the defense really went into the locker room and made some adjustments, and you held the Chargers to seven points. What happened in the locker room at, at halftime? What did Patrick Graham, what buttons did he push to kind of get things turned around the second half? Well, you know, it wasn't about really any buttons being pushed. It was just about us settling down. You know, um, we kind of seen what they were doing on offense. Um, the coaching staff did a great job of making some uh, adjustments just to, you know, simplify some things and slow it down just so we can get out there um, and play a little faster and um, just play a little bit more sound. And, and when we did that, we were able to, you know, control their offense uh, just a little bit better and give our uh, offense some more chances with the ball. How difficult is it as a player, especially in the very first game of the season, not to, you know, hyperventilate or get too worked up, just kind of be calm, like you said? It's, it's tough, you know, because you got to think about it. That that game has been circled for a long time. You know, the NFL does, you know, it's a uh, countdown to the schedule, the schedule release, and then, you know, the NFL is 100 days into this, 30 days. And, you know, as a player, you, you, you know, you're seeing that. You're excited because, you know, at the end of the day, we work our tails off um, to go out there and enjoy and play the game, you know, practicing and working out. All that is fun, and it's all part of the process. But we do this to go out there and, you know, play the game and play it the right way and give our fans uh, a reason to be proud. Talking right now with Raider safety, Jerron Harmon here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You have Kyler Murray coming to town. How difficult is it to go up against a guy like that that can obviously keep plays alive with his legs, but he also is going to use his legs in a design-type way to get plays, make plays as well? Very tough. I mean, this guy is a, is a unique guy, man. Uh, just the arm strength that he has. And, you know, everybody wants to talk, you know, about his legs, but, you know, he has an elite arm. You, yeah. If you watch the film and you see some of the throws that he is making with people, you know, chasing at them, and he's dropping balls in right on the sidelines where only his receivers can get to or, you know, throwing the, the ball back across the field. And, I mean, these are dimes, you know, and it's it's impressive. So this guy is, you know, he's public enemy number one for us this week. We know um, for us we're going to have to take care of him first. Um, do a good job of just trying to keep him in the pocket, you know, just make him a pocket passer because um, if he's able to run around and, and do what he wants to do, um, it, it will be a long day for us. And we're trying to do everything we can um, to just have a good day and get a win on Sunday. You know, you mentioned his arm and how talented and how elite it really is. And when I asked head coach Josh McDaniels about Kyler earlier in the week, he also said something about his arm. Like, that was the first thing he said. Is it kind of easy to overlook a guy's arm when he's as athletic and as dynamic as this guy is? <laughs> Without a doubt, because, you know, you see plays where this guy, you know, he's running for 77 yards. And, you know, you you think about that. How many, you know, skilled players, you know, receivers, running backs, where you see that, 
burst out, you know, 77-yard run. There's not many. And for him to do it at a quarterback, you know, you just get mesmerized. Well, the plays that he makes with his feet, but then you keep watching the film, he's making plays with his feet, but then that arm, like I'm telling you, just some of the throws that I've seen this week, I'm just, you know, the, my jaw is dropping like, man, like, how did you do that? Like, just in pure amazement. But, um, yeah, he's going to be a great challenge. But, they, I mean, it's him, and then they got other playmakers that they can get the ball to. Um, and, they, you know, they're a good team. You know, obviously they're going to be ready to go. They came off the loss. Um, obviously um, didn't play the way that they felt they were capable of playing. So we know we're going to have to be ready to go because um, it's going to be a good one. Deron Harmon is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Wanted to ask you about your film study because I know that you really study the film and you're talking about the throws that Kyler Murray makes. When a guy like that is coming to town or you're going to his place, whatever, how much, how critical is it that everyone does maybe even a little bit extra homework and a little film work just to make sure they're on their P's and Q's? Oh, very, very important. Um, and I think, you know, not even just with, you know, Kyler, I just think it's every week. You know, you just want to um, just – Take all the gray area out. You want to see as much as you can just so that you're prepared. Um, because the NFL, I mean, it's already tough enough trying to deal with these athletes, you know, these skill position players and these quarterbacks because, you know, they're the best of the best. So you just want to give yourself, you know, a little um, security of knowing, you know, where they're trying to attack, how they're trying to attack, being familiar with their uh, formations, being familiar with the receiver splits who they're trying to get the ball to in certain situations, just so that you can have some awareness just to play a little faster when you're dealing with the best of the best athletes in the world. You're one of the veteran leaders in the locker room right now for the Raiders. When you see a team was 8-1 and one a season ago on the road, what does that tell you about that team that's coming to town? They're, they're tough. They're mentally tough. They're able to go into um, hostile environments and, and will wins. You know, that's a stat that's, you know, uh, a lot of teams, I don't think, you know, a, a lot of teams don't have, you know. Just playing on the road is always tough, so we know it's going to yeah, be a tough challenge. They've been able to win on the road. They've been able to win anywhere. They've been one of the more successful teams over the last few years. So, we know, like I said, we know it's going to be a tough task for us, but we got to come out here and just try to play the game the way that we want to play the game so we can give ourselves a chance to win. Again, we're talking with Deron Harmon here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, you know, I've asked you many times about communication, and, of course, it's not you don't really know what it's going to be like until you're actually out there doing it. You've got one game under your guys' belt. How did you feel the communication went with you and your teammates on uh, on Sunday last week? I thought it could be better, you know, just being honest, you know, especially in the first half. But then when we calmed it down, it, it was good. You know, we calmed it down in the second half, and we're just looking to build off that second half performance. Um, where everything was a little bit more calm. We were all in our places. We all knew we were communicating, and uh, we played better. So just just looking to build off that uh, second-half performance and uh, continue to grow in that area. Before we let you go, my man DeMond had a question that he wanted to ask you real quick. Mm-hmm. Duran, I know that you ha- you're very involved in charity, but the singing for karaoke, like the autism awareness that you do, are you going to bring that event to Vegas? And what's your go-to karaoke song? Yes, I am bringing that. So right now we have a tentative date. Uh, December, I believe it's the 4th, so that first Monday in December, we're still trying to finalize the location, um, so definitely it's on its way, hopefully within the next week or two, these uh, the details will be out and we'll start pushing the event, but go-to karaoke song is Just Friends by Music Soul Child, I am not a singer, but for whatever reason, 
when I sing that song, I feel like I am music soul child himself. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You know, it's funny, Deron. I tried to do, me and my buddy, uh, we tried to do nothing but a G thing, uh, Dre and Snoop. And I know every word we've done. You know, you, you know you're riding down the car. You're, you're singing the song. When I got up on stage, I was awful. I don't know what, I, man. I couldn't rap. I couldn't wrap a burrito up. or You know what I mean? I couldn't do anything. I was awful. <laughs> hey, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, that's that's awesome that charity work that you're doing, and we definitely will make sure Thank we continue you. to pump that out there. Uh, do you yeah. ever think about turnovers? Do you ever think about, hey, uh, this feels like a week that I'm going to uh, get a turnover? You don't know. I, okay. I think what, what I try to focus on truthfully is just let's see how focused I can be. Let's see how locked in I can be. Because when I'm locked in and focused, like, the the opportunities, they you know, it could be a lot. Or it could be a little, but I know if I'm focusing on trying to get turnovers, I'm not focusing on, you know, communicating. I'm not focusing on tackling. So I just try to be as focused as I can on just doing my job because if I'm focused there, I feel like the opportunities will come, and who knows right. how many turnovers it'll be. There you go. Well, Jerron, I always say that DBs win games, so go ahead and go out there and uh, win some games. Do what you do, man. There we appreciate go. you. <laughs> hey, likewise, boys. Y'all have a great day. All right, you too, my man. There he goes. Raider safety, Jerron Harmon. You want to talk about a way to kick off the show, right? You want to talk about a way to kick off the show? Are you not entertained? Is this not what we came for? I'm just saying. <laughs> That's the way to kick off the opening drive. Raider safety, Jerron Harmon, joining us on the show today. Demond, great job. Uh, appreciate you getting Jerron on like that. That was uh, really good. We got more on the way. I got to let you know the rest of the guest lineup. We'll do it when we come back. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Well, I got a suite. I spent about a half a million dollars on a, on a Raider suite. That's, the, that's probably the one bad thing about coming here is that the suites are significantly more expensive. But, uh, but yeah, it's good for the family. I probably won't ever see it, but it's fine. It's fine. My cousins! What's up, cousin? How you doing, boy? Cousin! What's up, cousin? What's up? Boy, I ain't seen you and I don't know where. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Devontae Adams right there talking about his family going to be at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. He's talking about the suite that he got, half a million dollars. I know those suites are expensive. I'm not getting them. <laughs> I don't think any of us at the radio station, if we combine our paychecks, could get a suite. At Allegiant Stadium, but uh, that's going to be cool, man, for his family to be there at Allegiant Stadium and be able to check him out on Sunday uh, in person. He was very excited about that. Cassie Soto asked him a question about that at the presser uh, a couple days ago, and that was the response that he gave. Speaking of Cassie Soto, she'll join the show today. But want to give you a quick update real quick, let you know uh, who's coming up on the show. As we just had uh, Jerron Harmon, Raider Safety, he led things off. That was a, a last-second get right there, but uh, we could always keep our head on a swivel. And any time that a Raider wants to hop on the show and talk about the upcoming game, talk about practice, talk about the team, we're going to let him do that. So it was great to have Jerron Harmon leading us off today on this Friday. But Darren Urban from azcardinals.com, he's going to give us an update on the Arizona Cardinals. He's actually going to join us. He just sent me a text. He's going to join us at 245. He just had to push back a few minutes. So we'll get just a quick update on the Arizona Cardinals, talk about guys that are on their injury report. Is Trayvon Mullen going to play? You know, is, is J.J. Watt going to play? Uh, there's other guys out there that are on their injury report. They have a pretty extensive injury report. Rondale Moore, uh, Andy Isabella, I believe those two guys have already been 
ruled out by Cliff Kingsbury earlier today. Kelvin Beecham, Rodney Hudson, are they going to play? Uh, Jaden Thompson, is he going to play the safety? I mean, there's a lot of guys to ask about and also just want to find out the mentality and, the, and the, the mood that the team is in as they're traveling to Las Vegas. You know, similar to what we asked to Ron Harmon, you know, how do you not hyperventilate? How do you not, you know, get too worked up over one game? And I know that if the, if the players were as, you know, worked up as the fan bases are, it would be all bad. Because I've listened to some Arizona Cardinal radio since uh, they are since they're headed to town. I want to kind of get a feel of what what uh, you know those guys were talking about. And believe me, Cardinal fans are just as worked up, if not worse, than Raider Nation. And I've heard some calls on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty from some folks that are re- like the sky is absolutely falling. And I, I think that that's just an overreaction to one game. But I get it. I understand because there's only 17 of them guaranteed, right? So I get it. It's not like it's a, a basketball season where you got 82 of those things. And, you know, hey, <laughs> that's no worries. There'll be a four-game win streak or baseball where they got 162. You only got 17 of them guaranteed, so you want to make the most of them. So I understand, but uh, I think that things will get turned around starting this Sunday. So Darren Urban will join us at 245. Cassie Soto from the RJ, as mentioned, she'll join us at 3 o'clock, give us her thoughts on the Raiders, what she's been hearing from the players that she's been talking to uh, throughout the course of the week, talk to the head coach, and, you know, how does she think that the team rebounds from that loss that they took against the Chargers? How does she think that they're going to look in the season home opener at Allegiant on Sunday at 4 o'clock? At 3.30, we'll do cover three. We'll do a a form of cover three. I think we'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Vinny just sent that uh, that media scrum with Josh Jacobs in the locker room from uh, earlier today. So we'll probably hear from Josh Jacobs around 3.30 and hear a little bit of uh, head coach Josh McDaniels as well around 3.30. Four o'clock, Sam Gordon from the RJ. He's going to join us, but he's going to talk about those LV aces. Took an L to the sun last night. Really got blown out by the sun last night. You know, they have to uh, get back on that horse and ride it again, and that game is on Sunday. So while the Raiders are, are playing, the, the, the Aces are going to be trying to bring home a championship. So as I recall, Mark Davis said that if there's a game four, he was going to be there in Connecticut watching the game. So don't expect to see Mark Davis at the, at the Raider game at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday because he's going to be cheering on the Aces and uh, trying to will them to victory and bring home a championship. They missed that one opportunity last night. Now they, uh, I think, in my opinion, need to go get it on Sunday and not force a game five. You don't want to get down to one, <laughs> one game because then you just don't know. Right now they got a little bit of wiggle room, but you got to get it done. So he'll join us to talk some aces. He'll also talk about Canelo and Triple G. That fight is going on. And DeMond is a guy that hosts the fight game on our sister station, 1230 The Game. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of buzz right now around this fight. I don't feel like it's as like the buzz is as big as it usually is. Uh, Canelo Triple G Part Three is is the buzz there, or am I just missing it? I think you're just missing it because for me, this is a fight that I want to see because Triple G Gennady Golovkin, he's one of he's been one of my favorite fighters of the past decade. He's 40 years old, still doesn't have that knockout power that he used to, but I really want him. I finally want him to have his you know his sing song moment. He can walk out into the sunset. We know he won the first fight. I say we because he was robbed on the scorecards. Second fight, maybe Canelo did win. But this third one, I want him to get this win and then just, hey, I finally did it. On the seventh day, he rested. Let me ask you this. I'm glad you brought up the decision and and how everyone believes that he was robbed. I was uh, sitting somewhere having lunch yesterday, and someone was talking to me. A young lady was talking to me about the fight, and she said, I'm Mexican. This is her exact word. Her words, not mine. She said, I'm Mexican, and... I hate the decision that they had in the Canelo fight, so I'm going for Triple G. Has that – have you, like, heard opinion like that? And what I mean by that is I remember when Oscar De La Hoya, when he fought um, Julio Cesar Chavez, who was uh, an icon, 
right? But he fought Julio Cesar Chavez when he was super old, and he beat the brakes off him. I felt like a lot of people turned on De La Hoya after that fight because they were just pissed off that he even took that fight and whooped up on Julio Cesar Chavez like that. Do you get the sense that people people are upset by the way that you know Canelo got that that first decision and nobody agreed with it, or is that, or is it quite not that like that? I think it is like that because of the judging the scorecard. Because one it was judge, so far off, right? One it judge had it. Like I want to say, yeah, one judge had it exactly. I think one eighteen to one ten. Where, yeah, just, how do you how do you score it right. in such a fashion where Canelo wins every round almost except two rounds where it's just. That's not the same fight that everyone in the world watched. Right. So I, I, f- I feel like that's unfair if you give Canelo that criticism. It's, it's one judge. Right. You know, I know that it's not say, his fault. Exactly. But, but it's just kind of like they associate it with him. Yes, he's got to take the brunt of that because yeah. that judge was rooting for you almost in, in a sense. Right. For them, for them to deliver that scorecard in. Right. No, that makes sense. So we'll talk to Sam Gordon about the Aces. We'll talk to him about Canelo Triple G. I know UFC, two, what is it, 279 is going on this weekend. Um, and then what else? And then we'll talk to him about the Raiders, too. I mean, Sam Gordon is our one-stop shop, so he'll talk to us about every little bit of everything coming up at 4 o'clock. And then we'll close out our guest lineup at 4.30 with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Uh, we like to have him join the show, talk a little betting lines, uh, look at the games, the NFL games, look at some college action, and that's what we'll do. We'll do that at 4.30. So Darren Urban at 2 45 Cassie Soto at three uh, we'll hear from Josh Jacobs and uh, head coach Josh McDaniels around 3 30 Sam Gordon at four and Lee Sterling around 4 30 so what does that mean it means that we have plenty of time for you as well <laughs> 702-365-9200 also the Sam and Ash text line is 69187 keyword R&R we're gonna go hard in the paint man we want to finish this week off strong so when you call in give us some strong takes don't have to scream and yell at us but just give us some strong takes and let us know what you're thinking let us know what you're feeling the question that I want to throw out there to you Again, 702-365-9200. The question I want to throw to you is, on Monday, who are we talking about? What player or players do you think we'll be talking about the most come Monday? It could be good. It could be bad. It could be ugly. We started the show off with Jerron Harmon. I think that's a player that we're going to be talking about on Monday. That's one player that I really do think that we're going to be talking about. And the reason why, not because he just joined the show at the start of the show, but because he's a veteran on the back end of this Raiders defense and he understands what it looks like. What does what look like, Hugh? What it's supposed to look like. What the defense is supposed to look like. How they stay in their lanes. How they stay disciplined when you have a guy like Kyler Murray who is not an easy out. When you have a dude like Kyler Murray coming to town, you must remain disciplined. You can't, you know, the, the, the say don't do too much, don't try to do too much. You cannot try to do too much against Kyler Murray because if you do, you're going to get burned. I think Deron Harmon is going to help keep stuff together on the back end. And the reason I also say I think it's going to be Deron Harmon, I don't think Trayvon Merrick's playing. So I don't think that he's going to be a part of the game at all. So you're going to see Deron Harmon on the field more times than not. That's who I think. We're going to be talking about come Monday. I do believe the Raiders come away with a victory. I said on the podcast, I've said on the radio show, about 31-17, 34-21, 34-17, somewhere around that range, double-digit points. I believe the Raiders win by, and the, the defense comes up with two turnovers. I'm not saying who's going to come up with the turnovers. I, I'm not Nostradamus, but I do think that they're going to create a couple turnovers, maybe a strip sack, maybe interception, whatever the case may be. They're going to come up with two turnovers, and, and that's going to help lead them to that double-digit victory. So that's what I think. Damon, who do you think we're going to be talking about come Monday? 
I mentioned him a little bit yesterday, but Amir Abdullah, that's going to be my sneaky. You know, he does, he's not going to light the world on fire, but let's say 10, 10 overall rushes and catches together for about a good 70 yards and a touchdown. Yep. That's going to be a great game for Amir Abdullah. But a guy, that, and also I'm going to go to here, Darren Waller. He's like the actual mm. guy that I think is going to have a big yeah. monster game. Because with Lincoln yesterday, he said you don't want to try to re- reinvent your whole game plan because you see that a team was deficient in an area last week. But – the Raiders have a good tight end. The Chiefs having a good tight end in Travis Kelsey. If you see they can't cover tight ends and you also have a one of the best in the league tight ends, feed them the ball. Right. It's not, you know, going out of your way to change the game plan. Darren Waller, you know, he got that extension for a reason. He is that guy. Amir Abdullah and Darren Waller is who DeMon thinks we'll be talking about on Monday. That's really good. Going back to the injury report real quick, we just received it. And I mentioned I didn't think Trayvon Merrick was playing. He's officially out. Andre James, the center, officially out. Denzel Perriman, Linebacker officially out. All three guys, James, Merrick, Perriman, all out for Sunday. That's official like a referee's whistle. For the Cardinals, Andy Isabella out. Uh, Rondale Moore out. Uh, Jalen Thompson with the toe injury, the safety, questionable. J.J. Watt, questionable. Trayvon Mullen, questionable. Justin Pugh, questionable. And uh, Brandon Bolden, also for the Raiders, hamstring injury, doubtful. So most likely another guy is going to be out. But, again, I think that the running back room is doing okay. So uh, we can go over the injury report a little bit later. I'm about to tweet it out at R&R 920 AM at your boy Q254. So you can go ahead and take a look at it if you want. But uh, let's go out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Want to hear from you. Who's up first, Damon? Papa Meech. Papa Meech, welcome to the show. Long time no here. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing? What's up? Uh, you know, I got to say a shout out to Raider Man who's listening too, and uh, I've got some uh, statistics for you, Q, that uh, might blow your socks off and uh, Demond and the nation. Um, but I first have three things that you have to do if you're a playoff team: you have to win after a loss, you have to win against inferior teams, and you have to win. At home, those are three things you have to do if you want to consider yourself a playoff team. And the last three seasons, I was reading this article from uh, John Breach today, and he said of the last three seasons, of the forty playoff spots that were open, guess how many teams who started zero and two made the playoffs? Um, I know that wasn't very many. I, I we were talking about this the other day. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know off top. Okay, of the of the forty playoff spots that were open. And the teams that started 0-2, none made the playoffs. There and he go. even went further. Since 1990, of the 265 teams that did make the playoffs in 0-2, 30 made it to the playoffs. That's about 11.3%. And three, since 1990, went on to get in the Super Bowl. And teams with a 1-1 start, 42% made the playoffs. And teams with a 2-0 start, 63% made the playoffs. So, you know, they were talking this morning, you know, and uh, about, uh, you know, it, it's not a must-win game for the Raiders. Sorry, it's a must-win game. Okay. Th- thank you for the call, Papa Beach. And, I mean, yeah, you can say that based off the statistics, but I think what they were talking about this morning, and I can't speak for them, I can only speak for myself, it's not a must-win until it's a must-win as far as elimination. Right? I mean, you know, I mean, there's 16 games left. Continuous counting on Sunday, so I mean it's not a must win, but I totally understand where you're coming from. It's it's a it's a it'd be damn nice to win, right? You, you know you damn sure want to win this one. Uh, there's no doubt you don't want to get get down uh, you know 0 and 2 to start the season off. Uh, the good thing is it's one AFC game and one NFC game. It's not like they've played two AFC West opponents like the Chargers have. Uh, it's not like that they play two AFC opponents, but they do go to an AFC team 
the next week when they go to Tennessee. So I, I totally get what you're saying, and those stats, we were going over those the other day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, definitely appreciate that, uh, that call. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick, 702-365-9200. Who's up next, Damon? Passionate Raider. Passionate Raider, bring it to us. What's up, man? Yes, sir, Q. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, man. It's a busy day, man. It's a good day. Q, I got a big old bass tournament, the biggest one I've ever been in tomorrow. There's anywhere from 80 to 100 boats. So my mind's here, my mind's there, but I still can't stop thinking about this game, Q. It is, like Papa Meeks just said, <laughs> it is a big game tomorrow, man. But who I want to see have a big game tomorrow, Q, man, you said the two turnovers. I'm in the same range, the 31-17, 34-17, and I think this defense needs to come away with two big turnovers. And I think one of them turnovers needs to come from John Abrams hitting that quarterback like they say you're supposed to hit him. And let that ball come rolling back, and someone pick it up and take it to the house, man. Q, I promise you, this defense gets a turnover. This defense gets a turnover. It's going to light a fire in that room, and it's going to get contagious. And everybody's going to want to get a part of it because once it starts, it don't stop. So let's bring it in the death zone, Mark. You, you tell you not to yell. I can't help but to yell when my boys are coming home for the 2022 season. Bring it to the house, man. There's no fans or buts, you. We have to win by double digits. We can't have a field goal. We just can't, man. We can't. We can't. And Derek... Run the ball, man. Run the ball. I'm going to pound it, and I'm going to pound up. Run the ball to set up your play action, man. Run it. It's the easiest stuff to do, and you're good at it. So I don't know what all this other stuff is all about. you got the help. Let's go, man. In front of the home crowd, Sunday, come on, man. you got your best friend in the house. Devontae, you've always wanted to be a Raider, baby. You're coming in the Death Star, baby. Time to light it up. But let's do it respectively. Let's all play together. One accord. Raider Nation. Holler if you hear me. Let's go, Q. Pano. Raiders. There goes Passionate Raider fired up about the game on Sunday, my man. My man. Don't don't look for the game tomorrow, man. Don't look for the game tomorrow. You'll get you'll be getting frustrated looking for the game. Tomorrow's Saturday. I know you're excited about the game, but the game ain't till Sunday. So uh yeah, but I, I think that they'll win by double digits as well. Like I said, I feel 31, 17, 30, 34, 21, something like that. You know, just a comfortable little win uh, because they are going to create a couple turnovers. Let's get one more call in before we take a break. 702-365-9200. Who's up next, Damon? ABA Ivan Davis. ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how's it going? Uh, real quick, uh, I like Passion's Raider take as far as uh, Jonathan Abrams. I think he should be used uh, as a spy. Remember the last time I did keep Kyler Murray in the pocket. Yeah, he accurate, but make him be accurate. What, I, what needs to be taken away is his instinct, which is when things break down, I got my speed, I can run. That needs to be taken away from him. One of the two weapons he had that he can use must be taken away from him. And so if you, wanna, if you can throw it through the air, cool. Do your thing, but you're not going to run and you're not going to beat us that way. Because I believe his legs is far more of a weapon then that changes the game if he's able to uh, run around. And the second thing, uh, I got you a gift. I worked at the A's game, well, that, that, uh, what you call it, uh, Big Bunny, whatever his name is. Anyway, he, he, I worked at a concert, uh-huh. and they was giving away 60 anniversary uh, Raider Cups, but the significant thing, it had Cliff Branch on it. Nice, nice. Okay, so I'm going to send for you. I got one for you and Demond, and I'm going to send one for me. If there's any way you can get uh, – 
get the owner to sign it for me, man, and send it back. I sure would appreciate that. If not, oh, well, just send it back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you. And Yeah, you know, having a, a spy on Kyler Murray might be a good idea. You know, I think Jonathan Abram could be a big factor in this game because he's a physical dude. He's very athletic, and he played a hell of a game week one. Let's not, you know, take anything away from, from Jonathan Abram. I know that I've been very critical of him. I think a lot of people have been very critical of him. But as I say all the time, if someone deserves props, let's give him props. Jonathan Abram played a hell of a game on Sunday. And so uh, if he could put that, duplicate that, especially with Trayvon Merrick officially being out, you know, uh, Deron Harmon and, and Jonathan Abram are going to be out there a lot. You'll probably see Roderick Teamer sprinkling in there a little bit. But, yeah, man, I think Jonathan Abram has the opportunity to be a, a big-time player, a big-time factor. I should say, in this game. Good call, man. Good call. Matter of fact, with you and uh, Passionate Raider, good call when it comes to Jonathan Abram. 2.36 is the time. Let's take a quick break. Do you want to take a quick break now or do you want to take it in a couple minutes? What do you want me to do? We can, take, we can take it now if you want to talk a little bit for a little bit. I mean, I, mean, I got a bunch of texts to get to. But oh, let's get to the text and then take a okay. break. Okay. I just try to time it up when it comes to, uh, to, to Darren. I know he's going to come about 2.45, so I don't want to mess it up. Uh, here we go. Uh, a text from the 986Q. Here's my two guys for the game. Chandler Jones. It'll be a hit and miss. Is he going to make uh, make us regret trading Unique? Also, Hankins, not seeing it this year. So, I guess two guys for the game that you're wondering about or questioning about, Chandler Jones and Jonathan Hankins. Okay, that'll work. Uh, Cucamonga Raiders said, we're going to be talking about Carr and the bounce back game. He's going to have that'll lead us to victory because as Raider fans, Carr controversy aside, we better hope he makes the turnaround. I'll see you out there, Q, for my first game in my car jersey. That's from Cucamonga Raider. Raiders, that's what he says on that one. So, um, yeah, I think that I think that's going to go without question. I think we're going to be talking about Derek Carr on Monday regardless, right? I mean, Derek Carr, he can't – he's like, man, y- y'all don't need to talk about me. It's cool. Uh, but, no, I mean, there's always going to be conversation about Derek Carr. And I said it yesterday, and I know people question me, why am I confident he's going to bounce back? I just don't see him consistently – you know, turning the ball over three times, four times, whatever. I just I don't see that consistently happening. I just don't think that he's going to do that. I think he's going to be a lot more protective of the ball. Uh, that was one of my big keys to the game uh, when I was doing my podcast for today. It was like, hey, protect protection. Derek Carr protecting the ball and the offensive line protecting him. Simple as that. So I think that you'll definitely see a much better version of what uh, you saw on Sunday when it comes to Derek Carr. Uh, got a text from Ty in Missouri. I think we'll be talking about Luke Masterson, either good or bad. I like the way he looked in the preseason, so hopefully he can make some plays Sunday. Uh, and that's from Ty in Missouri. And, you know, he might he might need to be out there quite a bit, you know, with Denzel Perryman being out. And, you know, the only thing that I, I hate about Denzel Perryman being out besides him being out is the fact that he's dealing with the ankle injury. And remember, he was dealing with ankle injuries last year. It was, uh, there were some ankle injuries that, that you know, kind of – hobbled him for a little while, and it was very unfortunate because, man, he's a hell of a player. So hate to see Denzel Perryman going to miss any time. He is a guy that kind of gets that emotional juice going for the Raiders, and obviously he's a tackling machine, but it's going gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna to be time for guys to step up. You know, I, I, don't, I don't believe in the whole next man up thing. I said it before. I said it yesterday. The next man up, if he was good enough to be the man, he would be the man instead of the next man. You know, he's, he'd be the man instead of the next man up. So hopefully – uh, whoever is able to step up, they're going to they're gonna do a good job. Divine Diablo, this might be a game where he needs to be the man. Jayon Brown, you know, free agent pickup from Tennessee. I think that he has an opportunity uh, to be a playmaker, especially creating a couple turnovers here and there. And then, you know, Luke Masterson, Darian Butler, you know, are they going to get some burn on Sunday? Pro- probably, you know. So that linebacking room is definitely something to pay attention to now that you know Denzel Perriman is out. Let's get one more text in, then we'll take a break from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&D, the one player we'll be talking about come Monday will be Darren Waller. 
I expect a big game from Waller as he'll take advantage of the middle of the field. Don't be surprised. Eight-plus receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Also, he'll make a few uh, key catches on third down to keep drives alive. Lock it up, Sir Whiskey Ray. And that's kind of going back to what you said, DeMond. I think Darren Waller has an opportunity to be a big-time playmaker. I'm interested to see in the matchup who's going to try to defend and slow down Darren Waller. Is it going to be Buda Baker? Is he going to kind of play that Derwin James role uh, that we saw a week ago with the Chargers? That'll be interesting. You know how we'll find out, or maybe we'll get an idea of it. We'll ask Darren Urban. He's from ArizonaCardinals.com. He'll join us next to talk all things Cardinals and Raiders. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Two teams, both 0-1 on the young season. The Raiders and the Cardinals square up at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Of course, you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. To take a look at the Arizona Cardinals side of things, we have our good friend Darren Urban from azcardinals.com at Cards Chatter on Twitter on the phone lines now. And, Darren, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you. Saw the injury report. It's pretty lengthy for the Cardinals. It's pretty lengthy for the Raiders. Uh, I see Isabella and Moore out. I know that's not a surprise. Uh, what do you think about Trayvon Mullen and J.J. Watt? What's your gut feeling telling you about guys like that? Do you think they'll play? My gut is is the guys that are listed as questionable for the Cardinals will be able to play now. How much and all that stuff, I guess that's to be determined. But I do think J.J. Watt's going to give it a go. Uh, I do think Mullen's going to give it a go. I think Justin Pugh gives it a go. And Jalen Thompson played last week, so uh, um, uh, hopefully he's, he's going to be in good shape because he's uh, an important part of the defense. Yeah, and I, was, I wanted to start with the defense because, I mean, we always talk Kyler Murray. We're going to talk about the offense all the time. But I wanted to start with the defense. We just had someone talk about Darren Waller, and they think he's going to be a big-time factor in this game on Sunday. How do you think Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator for the Cardinals, plans on attacking the three-headed monster that the Raiders have when it comes to Renfro, Adams, and Darren Waller? I think that's an excellent question. I mean, there's no question the Cardinals had a very difficult time last week with the Chiefs, and that's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes. But right. um, they didn't expect to play as poorly as they did. And, and they've got, to, you know, the Cardinals have some question marks. They have some question marks on who they have a cornerback. They have some question marks on who can be their pass rushers. Uh, and their young linebackers are still very much learning some things, David Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and Isaiah Simmons in particular, who was trying to cover Travis Kelsey last week, you know, he struggled. So um, I don't know exactly how they're going to attack this. I, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how Vance Joseph figures this out the best way. And I, and I do think for the Cardinals, uh, with the way their defense is right now, one of the best ways for them to go after other teams is their offense has got to play better and their offense has got to keep them in games. And I thought coming into the season that it was about, you know, their offense being able to keep this team up. Uh, and that certainly hasn't changed. Yeah, and Darren, speaking of the offense, they were able to score. Hollywood Brown got into the end zone, but that was a late kind of garbage time uh, touchdown. What's gonna, what is it going to take to kind of jumpstart this uh, Cardinals offense? Uh, that's a good question. I think if Justin Pugh is back at left guard, I think they'll be in a little bit better shape. Last week, uh, they ended up having to run out. They're essentially their backup center, Sean Harlow, to start at left guard because of an, a late weak injury uh, to Cody Ford, and Justin Pugh was already out. So they were already down deep into the, the middle of their offensive line, and, and I, I think Rodney Hudson struggled a little bit uh, at center last week, um, in part, I think, because he's been, he hasn't been able to practice a ton because of a knee issue um, in training camp. So I, I think they had to get some rust off of him, and I think they're going to be in better shape this week with their offensive line now. 
you know, obviously the, the Raiders bring Max Crosby and obviously Chandler Jones. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep Kyler in such a position where he can look down the field. Because, you know, obviously the Raiders are having some secondary issues right now with injuries, and can you take advantage of that? Talking right now with Darren Urban from azcardinals.com, talking all things Cardinals as they travel to Legion Stadium, take on the Raiders on Sunday. My man DeMond's got one for you. With A.J. Green on this Cardinals roster, how do you think that they plan to use him for the season, especially with DeAndre Hopkins being out? I know Hollywood Brown, he's the new shiny toy, but is A.J. Green still a factor in this offense, or is his best days behind him? I mean, I think he can be a factor. I think what they saw early last season from A.J. Green is what you really want to have him be at this point, which early last season they had the running game was going pretty well, uh, and they, they had some other things going on with Christian Kirk at the time, um, and and they don't have Christian Kirk anymore. But and Rondale Moore is hurt. But I think with Hollywood and and especially Zach Ertz, who's back uh, fully playing, um, I, I think they have the ability to maybe maybe make AJ Green a threat. Like uh, he's obviously not going to blow past people down the field, but he's still big and he can still box guys out. And that's what he was doing early last season was he was getting you some balls down the field. He actually averaged, I don't know, I think it was over 15 yards a catch last year because he was able to get some down-the-field shots once in a while. You're not going to target him 10 times a game, but but I I still think he can be a factor, and and he was one of the guys that they were disappointed they didn't get more involved last week. Do you think that they're going to kind of try to tread water, I guess is the best way to describe it, offensively until Hopkins is able to come back from suspension? Well, I mean, I I guess that's how you would look at it. when they came into this season, uh, you know, they were hopeful that they could still do some things offensively, even without Hopkins. You had traded for Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. You had big hopes for Rondale Moore. Zach Ertz only played 11 games for him last year, and he, uh, I can't remember if he tied or set the record or was one short of the record for catches for a tight end in franchise history. So they felt like they had some guys that can do some things. Now, they can't fall in the hole like they did last week. They can't play so bad defensively that they're behind – 23 to 7 or 30 to 7. Right. Um, but I do think they feel like offensively they can get some things done even without Hopkins. And the reality is they're going to have to because, I mean, treading water, I mean, what does that mean? I, I think if they could get out of this six game stretch of 500, that would be lovely. And I think they'd love that. Um, but they're already one down in that hole. So right. this weekend becomes an incredibly important game for both teams. Talking all things Cardinals right now with Darren Urban here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And you mentioned both teams, and the Raiders, they had some poor execution week one against the Chargers. The Cardinals had some poor execution week one against the Chiefs. How much of it do you think was just that, week one, and you're going to see uh, a big improvement come week two? Well, I, I can't speak for the Raiders, I'll be honest. I didn't get a chance to see much of that game. But when it comes to the Cardinals, yeah. um, they just they weren't prepared for week one, and maybe it was rust, and maybe it wasn't, and maybe part of it was, again, who you were going against. I think it's pretty clear the Chiefs have a pretty dang good team again after seeing them for two games. So um, I think they're expecting that it was a week one thing, that they're going to play much better this week, um, and they were 8-1 and on the road last year, so they feel like it, going on the road doesn't really bother them that much. Now, whether that comes to fruition we have to see i mean i i think there's a lot in front of them in terms of what they can accomplish um but if they come out and they they play similarly to how they played last week the raiders are going to beat them and they're going to be asking themselves a lot of questions 
You asked Coach, Clean, uh, Coach Cliff Kingsbury earlier in the week about if the team needed to sign a veteran quarterback, but he said he still wanted to see what Trayvon Mullen is going to do on the field. So what are the realistic expectations that you think the team has for Trayvon when he finally is out there on the field? Well, I mean, given the circumstances that they have right now, I mean, the guy who was going to be their number two cornerback was Antonio Hamilton, and he had a freak kitchen accident right before the season, so he's going to, he's missing the first four games. So if Mullen is out there, whether it's this week or next week, he automatically becomes one of the top three cornerbacks. And, you know, whether he's prepared to do that or not, I don't know, but they, they need him to be healthy and they, they need him to be out there uh, right away. Now, long-term, could he end up being number four or whatever, depending on how he plays? I, I don't think there's any question about that. But in the short term, uh, they, they really could use him out on the field right now. Talking right now with Darren Urban here on Raider Nation Radio 920, talking all things Cardinals. They prepare to take on the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. You know, the one thing that really stood out to me about the Cardinals as I was doing a little bit of research from last year is 8-1 and one on the road, Darren. That's stinking impressive. Why are the Cardinals, or why were they so successful, in your opinion, on the road a season ago? Uh, you know what? I, I don't really know, and, and they don't really know either. <laughs> they just started really hot. Uh, they went out, and the first week of last season, they were at Tennessee, and they beat the crap out of the Titans, and it kind of went from there. And, you know, the, most of their struggles were in home games. And, um, you know, they struggled down the stretch. There's no question. They lost their last road game, which was in Detroit, which they shouldn't have lost. And, obviously, they played very poorly in L.A. in the playoffs. So um, they, they w- this, this game is a big bellwether kind of, uh, whether, you know, show where they are in terms of some of that, I think. I think if you want to get off to another good start on the road, everybody breathes a lot, little easier. Uh, you know, if things go south, um, then it very much becomes, well, that was all last year and it doesn't really matter anymore. And so, uh, look, you, you kind of come together as a team, um, backs against the wall, the, the whole who's the more desperate team. And I, I think that's the one thing that... <laughs> hurt the Cardinals a little bit is the fact that Raiders lost their first game because if Raiders had won the first game I you know then all of a sudden you know the Cardinals are, are more desperate but I you know the Raiders got to feel like hey we can't fall too far back in this division ourselves so yep. it's going to be a very interesting matchup yeah it is uh, I'm excited to see what it, what it looks like on the field and just see the, you know this the season opener or home opener for the Raiders with the Cardinals coming to town final question for you uh, as far as the defense goes Vance Joseph loves to, uh, he, he loves the blitz. Do you expect it to see another blitz-heavy uh, defense uh, ran by Vance Joseph on Sunday? I, I would think so, uh, just because they don't really have the, the people to get off a four-man rush and have it be consistent. And um, I, I think, whether it's fair or not, I think people think that they can blitz their car a little bit, too. So it'll be interesting to see. Again, he's got great weapons down the field, but... Again, I think if they do blitz, the biggest reason is because they feel like that's what they've got to do to get pressure on the quarterback. Well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Two teams 0-1. Both teams want a victory on Sunday, so they'll go duke it out on the field there at Allegiant Stadium. Darren, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Great stuff. We appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes, Darren Urban, azcardinals.com. You can find all his work and Cards Chatter on Twitter. Does a fantastic job covering the Arizona Cardinals. 2.56 at the time. Come back, kick off hour number two of the show. We'll do that with Cassie Soto, our good friend from the RJ. She'll talk all things silver and black. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.